Hi everyone. It's good to be back. It's good to see your smiling faces. It's been 10 years, but uh, it's been a fantastic time in New Zealand and Wellington in particular. We bring greetings from the saints that couldn't make it. Uh, it's just been a fantastic time of just serving the Lord. And I want to talk about um, the Word of God today. Um, just a few things, I guess, again, reflecting on the year that's been. Um, the Word of God's under attack. The Bible said it would be. In uh, in Second uh, Timothy, in chapter 3, it talks about the fruits of the last days. And it's really an absence of the wisdom in the Word of God. And uh, we are a rare people who dearly love the Word of God. And not only do we love it, we live it. And uh, the Lord has given us His Spirit and enabled us to be the ministers of His Word and the stewards of His Gospel. And it's a fantastic privilege for us all. And I know you you enjoy that calling as much as myself. And uh, so I wanted to talk about a little bit about the Word of God and how, how we handle it. So let's just go to Nehemiah, if you can, just really quick. I'm going to have to rip through the choruses today, uh, or not the choruses, the, the Word. Here we go. So I'm just going to start I'm just going to start reading. So I'm just going to read a little bit here. Nehemiah here, the wall's been built. It's a time of celebration. In verse, uh, chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street. We're talking about unity. That was before the water gate. And they spake unto Israel the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought this law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And, the, and, and he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. You thought our meetings were long. There you go. And before the men and the women and those that could understand, and the ears of the people were attentive unto the book of the law. They were rejoicing in the word of God. And uh, it goes on. Um, if we just skip down to verse 5, it says, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. They understood what was contained in the law, the freedom, the wisdom um, of the Lord. And it goes on and says, And Ezra blessed the Lord, uh, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord uh, with their faces to the ground. Um, and then in verse 8, so they read the book and the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And I read this just recently and I thought, this is us. We are defending the word of God. We love it when the word of God comes out. That's why we bring our Bibles. People don't do that anymore. And here we are as a fellowship. Every man and woman and child's got their own word of God. We cherish this book. When it comes into the room, spiritually, we stand to attention. And we say amen to the wisdom of God that has made sense to us. Um, and uh, we love it. And it has a distinct sound. The word of God is like nothing else that we read. It is very direct. It always has a purpose. And it is very, very distinct um, compared to other other works of literature. And and I guess this scripture here just made me think about how precious the word of God was to us. And just recently I looked at a couple of things and in the Islamic faith, they call us the people of the book. 
That's what they call us. There's other groups they call that as well. But they call Christians the people. I was going to try and say it in Arabic, but I haven't got enough phlegm, so I, I can't. But they call us the people of the book. You bet we are. We're not only the people of the book, but we live by the book. And praise the Lord for that. We have a reputation for living our life by the book and upholding the law and the wisdom of God. And let that continue to be our mantra as individuals, because it starts with individuals, right? We can't just rely on, on the church per se to uphold the word of God. It starts with you. You've got it uphold it in your own life. And when you do that, we come together in the unity of the word and of the spirit. We speak the same thing. We're guided by the same book. And the Lord just moves us forward. And it's a, it's a mighty, mighty thing. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Let's just go there. And I'm going to start reading for the sake of time. Uh, verse 10 to 16, I'm going to read. It says, If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of thy God to keep his commandments and statutes which are written in the book of the law, and if you turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, for this commandment which I commanded thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It's not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil, and that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes, and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land wherever you go to possess it. It's a fantastic passage here of encouragement for us. And it got me thinking about the word of God. Everything that God wants you to know is in here. There's no new revelation. There's no new Messiah coming. There's nothing else. It's all in here. Every question to every answer you ever had is right here. Every uh, way of escape from every circumstance in your life is contained in his word. There's nothing new. There's not another book coming. There's not part two. This is it. We've been given the complete word of God for us to consume, to live by, to love. And it's as it says here, not only to love it, but to do it. You know, we talk about, we've had a couple of great talks about compassion. This book here gives us the blueprint and how to be merciful and how to show compassion. And it's not, as our brothers have encouraged us, not just to read it, but to do it. But it starts with the love of the word of God and wanting to serve him and do right by him. And the word of God is something so precious for us. Okay, let's go to, um, while we're in the neighborhood, just go to Psalm 119. Eight minutes, 03, okay. My maths isn't very good, so I've still got, what, 14 minutes left? Yeah, excellent. No, no. Um, Psalm 19, 119 and 105. We know this really well, the scripture. It says, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I just wanted to stop here for a little bit here. This is how we approach the word of God. 
The Word of God is such an amazing book. When we look into it, it reflects back to us exactly what we need. You know, and it says here, the Word is a lamp unto the feet. When you start to think about that, it means it shows you where you are. It shows you where you're standing. It shows you your condition and your state. Whether that's good or bad, that's okay. Because we're in the hands of the Lord. We don't mind the Lord showing us up. We don't mind uh, him correcting us. We love that. And so when we use the word in our life, it, it just shows us where we are. You know, and sometimes you might be a little bit scared about where your feet are, but that's okay. Because the next bit says that the word of God shows you the way to go. And so once he's revealed to you where you are, then he doesn't just leave you there. He says, this is the way to go. And the word of God is clear and it's direct. And it's, it, it, it allows us to live with purpose. You know, we heard a great talk the other night. We are here to proclaim the gospel, the good news. We're here to take it out. That is our great commission. And we've got everything we need to know about salvation. We need everything we need to know about life is right here. We don't have to go anywhere else. You don't have to be anybody else in order to understand the word of God and let it show you the way forward. Uh, Matthew 8, we'll just quickly go there, just a couple more scriptures. I just want to read this story here. Often we read it in a slightly different light, but I want to, in the context of the word of God, in the context of us being the people of the book and falling on the book and living by it and taking it out and letting it be our guide uh, and let it be our wisdom, um, we're going to read that this this little uh, story here. In verse 18 of Matthew chapter 8, it says, Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. Sometimes the Lord tells us just to go to the other side. You don't know why. We don't know what's, what's going to happen. He just says, who's going to be faithful and come with me? Let's go. You know, if someone was to tell you, get in the boat and just go to the other side, well, where's the, uh, do you have flares? Have you got a radio? Uh, you might end up in Cambodia. Like, have you got directions? And so, but the Lord, we trust the Lord. If he says to go to the other side, we're just going to get in the boat and go. That other side might take you to New Zealand. Any hands? Oh, some, no, 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 that, no, sorry, Pastor Paul, sorry. They might not let me back for another 10 years. Okay. Okay, yeah, so he I'll go to the other side. And it says, a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. We hear that a lot, don't we? I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of uh, man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Wow, that's a bit harsh. Sometimes the word of God is not convenient. Sometimes it's not going to fit your schedule. But we love it enough just to do it and just to follow the Lord. We know Jesus Christ, the Bible says, was the word of God made flesh. And so when he says we're going to the other side, that's what we do. And that's, I guess, I'm speaking there, I guess, as Jesus is here, or we can take it as that, as a bit of a metaphor. The Lord is trying to push you in a certain direction. Maybe it is just to go and witness to the person in the cubicle next to you. Maybe it is that. And he's saying, just go to the other side, Sash. And we have to be ready to go, no more excuses. Let's just do it. 
And the Lord says we'll prosper and we'll possess whatever it is that the Lord has in store for us, the good things that he has in store for us. And it goes on and says here, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. So this was, yeah, this was, uh, this was a fishing trip and a half, this one. It says there, the ship was covered by the waves. You know, sometimes you can feel like that in life, can't you? When things come against you, you feel like your ship is just, the waves are crashing in. And uh, you see the commotion that goes on in your life sometimes. Um, and, 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 it, and it says here, in this case, that the word of God was asleep. Jesus Christ was asleep here. And it says in verse 25, And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he says unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And there's a lot we can take out of this passage. But maybe just for tonight, if we have the word of God alive and fresh in our life, then we won't be of little faith. And we will understand wherever the Lord is directing us and, and through whatever storm we have to go through, that the word of God is with us and we'll be directed by it. And therefore, the word of God is able to calm any of those storms. You know, we, we talked on Sunday about um, sometimes the Lord has to take you to the front line of the battle. We're not always excused from that. Sometimes we have to go and fight, but that's okay because we're not fighting with our intellect or our charisma or with any other natural attribute. We are fighting with the word of God because we are the people of the book. And so uh, um, I just uh, want to finish here. Um, let's just go to Second Timothy, we've, we've read it already, but it's a fantastic scripture. Second Timothy, um, chapter three. Uh, I just really want to encourage us tonight. Look, may, maybe you're a young person here tonight going, oh yeah, we heard a little great encouragement from our, um, brother Pastor Rob yesterday. May, maybe you're sitting here tonight going, oh yeah, I'm just maybe not getting what I, what I really want out of, um, maybe the meetings or, or maybe your prayer life or, or maybe reading the word. Well, the Lord, I believe, is, is saying uh, to us uh, through the scriptures to love his word and to do it. Try it. And a part of my own personal testimony growing up in the Lord is I got to a point where I realized, actually, I've got to start saying yes to the Lord and stop saying no. I've got to come prepared. I've got to be preloaded for the meetings. I've got to have my prayer time before I get to the meeting, so I'm already there to to, to take on the word of God and the teaching. And, uh, and I had to get stuck into my word of God. You know, I remember being encouraged by, by a pastor once, and I had a lot of encouragement from pastors when I was young, um, for lots of really good reasons. And one of them was, is about wording the, reading the word of God. If you only, if this is the only time you read the word of God in the meeting, you're missing out. The word of God's asleep in your life. If this is the only time you open your, your Bible, you're asleep. Get into the Word of God. You can take it back to your cabin tonight and just feast on it. You can get up tomorrow and, and dive into it, and you will find every answer you need. 
And we hear these testimonies. We hear of how the Lord has dealt with people's life, how he has found them and rescued them, and then he's given them a way forward, a light and a path to, to work in their life. And it comes from this book. If you want to know what the Lord is trying to say to you, then have a read. He's trying to talk to you. He's trying to give you a vision, and he's written it all down for you. There's so much good stuff in here. And just maybe just to finish here, um, actually, I just had a quick, doesn't matter that time, it's irrelevant really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> we just recently had a, 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 a new sister come to the fellowship in, in Wellington, and uh, after her first meeting, she said, uh, she said, oh, you guys do everything by the book. You do everything in the Word of God. I can't fault you. And she was an atheist. She said, I can't fault you. You do everything by... She wasn't just talking about how we run our meetings. She was talking about how the people treated her and how they were patient with her because she had plenty of questions. And uh, she came, she got baptized, she received the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues in the tank, and it was right under. (laughs) None of this Cambodian baptisms. And uh, she was right under. She came up. And uh, she gave her testimony the other day, and she said, I went home, and I thought, either I'm going to follow the Lord or I'm not. There's no gray area. She said, I'm either going to live my life by the word of God or I'm not. There's no gray area. She said, I don't want to go back into the world because I've got no peace, no satisfaction, no happiness. She said, so I'm going to stick with the word of God. And uh, what an amazing revelation that the Lord gave her, just a young Sister in the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, fantastic. Let's finish here. It says this, um, in verse 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. Folks, when we come to camps like this, it's the Lord assuring you you're in the right place. His word works. It's powerful. And he has an answer for every question and every need you will ever have. And it goes on and says, Knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child there was known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Praise the Lord that the Lord has delivered us his word, that we now have it in the written form, that by receiving the Holy Spirit, it's written on our heart. Let us continue to love it as individuals and as a fellowship. Be led by it, guided by it. Let's continue to go to the other side, wherever that may be, and let the Lord's word reign in our life. And all the people said, Amen.